0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your rambling, geeky download. My name's Tommy and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's our resident psychedelic space baby of the pod, DL.
1: (laughs) Hello, hello. I was preferring a silent assassin via cat hair that I brought from my house.
0: (laughs) Well, if I sound like shit, he is literally trying to kill me today. I literally
1: just rubbed my cat (laughs) on every orifice of my body. So many weird... All over my body. Just so that Tommy could get a whiff. Well, the very of long story if you beautiful. haven't heard the
0: pod before, I'm really allergic to cats. And oh, DL yeah. decided, in all of him and his fiance's wisdom, to buy the one thing that would kill me if I ever went around to the house. Some would suspect maybe there were ulterior motives at the To be fair, it was like
1: hyperallergenic. So I thought it would be good. And you still, at least tried. Not today. Not today. <laughs> I showed up literally, I like <laughs> said goodbye to my cat. He like jumped on. I threw him around. I didn't even think about it. Came, you know, you have those like velvet shirts. On, not velvet. What is this? It's, like, you looked sway. like a Christmas tree. But it was just <laughs> 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 That's what you looked certain like. shirts. You could just see the, the hair. You have to like roll it. Well, I was like a mat. Literally. Yeah. yeah you
0: anyway. could have literally rolled around on this mat on the carpet and had less hair on you.
1: Debatable. That's, probably you my so. previous cat hair I brought here. It <laughs> was more subtly brought. Well,
0: guys, if you want to hear us bunch about our days, feel free. There will be time codes in the description, as supplied, as always, by friend and podcast genius, Mr. Matthew Bliss of Blissery.fm. We will give you all of his details at the end of the podcast. But before then, DL, what have you been doing, my man? What have you been up to in life? A lot of this. A lot of this. Clink, clink, clink.
1: Can I you know hear that come through on Can the mic? Can you hear though? that beautiful sound?
0: In other words, ladies and gentlemen, he has a slight alcohol problem. Maybe. maybe. Now, I've been, <laughs> I've
1: been drinking whiskey, been watching movies, been playing games. Oh, that's a delight, by the way. Good whiskey. Yeah, it's very good. It's a Tasmanian single yeah, malt. They only made like, I don't know. Drink responsibly, guys. Some amount of them. It's a small number, I small guess. Pl- <laughs> it's a small place, Tasmania. <laughs> Tasmania you, is not a huge place. They get big
0: tons of whiskey. But you're maybe. getting ready to go on a travels, right? Is this a holiday you're going on or is this a work thing?
1: No. No, I'm trying to debate if I can... Squeeze in some, some you know, copy here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just the, do a meeting. Yeah, but like the
0: reality, Remember like, your manager
1: listens to this. Now, yeah, right? I have no business being in Singapore, <laughs> so there's just like I have no remit, so there's could you, no reason could you sell for me to, me to, to go. To Jacob, could you? Could you? Sell? No. I, no. <laughs> Maybe. mean, does he buying power? <laughs> I'm seeing, I'm seeing don't po- think so. buddy of the pod, uh, Jacob. Um, what is your nickname for him? Shout out to Jacob. I don't know what do we call. Think about him? a nickname for him. Oh, you know? it's funny sometimes he writes in. CNN, we're going to Singapore. I'm meeting up with a buddy. It's just a holiday. It's just a little yeah, fun weekend in Singapore to Couple see, days? A, see a friend. Uh, Thursday to Sunday. It's so like four mm. days. I mean, for a nine-hour flight, you want to do more than two. Totally. I've been
0: planning to go yeah. for a few, a few weeks. I've been planning to go for a few months. I want to see Jacob while he's over there. Like, yeah. he's... Been there about a year now, I think. Yeah, he's he's doing an an house,
1: housewarming party. You know, oh, I mean, it lasts. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, what have you been up to in our geeky sphere, buddy? What have you been uh, doing?
1: You know, it's been a depressing week, which is why I was drinking all that whiskey. <laughs> um, it's, <laughs> it's just right. Hotel Mumbai. Oh my God, what's have that? You seen Explain this movie? to me, Hotel Mumbai. It's a movie about. It's like a not a biopic. It's like a. I guess it is a biopic. It's a movie about a terrorist attack in Mumbai. Wow, that is depressing. (laughs) Like a hotel is basically
0: held off. Oh, and it's got Army Hammer in it as well.
1: It does have Army Hammer in it, and it's also got the guy from uh, what's his name,
0: Dev Patel. Yeah, yep,
1: he's in a bone. Just good. Um,
0: Um, Slim Dog Millionaire, Lion, Green Knight. Yeah, we. If you if you want to hear more about the Green Knight, go and check out our episode on it. We. Were pleasantly surprised. In fact, no. I think we expected it to be good. Just yeah, just
1: different. It was just good in a it different way. It was almost way. like a fairy tale movie, like an actual fairy tale movie, not like an action fantasy movie. Yeah, it was advertised as an action fantasy, movie. it was like a fairy tale psychedelic movie, which was cool. Talking about psychedelics, yeah. <laughs> Get ready for our main
0: topic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> prepare. You need to be prepared because it is going to be
1: absolute nonsense. <laughs> um. So I started with that. Yeah. I nice. figured I'd finish it off with some. Texas Killing Fields. Do you watched it? I did. What did you think? We're not always we're not done yet, but when are you in? Uh, episode three or four.
0: I think I've I d th- I never think I actually watched the last episode yet, but I'm How
1: pretty could much... you not watching. It? It's the, I'm I'm intrigued now. I
0: can't I can tell you why because there's two films that I've watched this week and it's taken up most of my time. Okay. Um I will get there though. Okay. So tell me what you think about the Texas Killing Fields
1: first. It was uh, I mean it's an intriguing story. Totally. it's kinda like I mean, it's not a story we haven't heard before at this point. Yeah, no like I mean, if you watch the no if you but if you watch like the ted bundy it's the same thing like not a lot of collaboration across departments although they focus mm, more on like true. what the as opposed to the lack of um a, i guess the lack of execution by the police department they talk about that but they focus more on what the people come together to try and do yes. for a lot of this which is interesting is, um anyway i've i've enjoyed it so far if you like you know all those netflix crime docu series, this one's good there's a lot of bad ones yeah I, I mean <laughs> <laughs> this That's one is really good. I think you know, uh, making a murderer is really good with Stephen Avery. I think uh, I think that was more. I was more of like a straight series, though, right? Yeah, I, I really mean, liked well, no, making it's Murderers. like I mean, it's the same thing. It's following a story. It's Just we're, sorry, you're, tr- you're right. Yeah, where right, we're you're following right. like a. It's it's a. You What's know? the one I'm thinking of? It's not making a murderer. Uh, you're, it's, t- you're thinking of serial. No. Also follows a real murder. It's a, Ah you keep talking, I'll remember while we're talking The, the other a, one that I love is the Jinx, which the is The Jinx was amazing. Which I'm talking real. about an
0: actual T V series, not like a, a docudrama type thing. It's um it follows they it follows two, oh, two oh, detectives. Dahmer. No 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 it follows two detectives and they go and oh, try to a great show Yeah, what's that called? Uh, it's gonna really annoy It's me.
1: got the guy from mind hunter
0: mm-hmm. jesus well how did we forget that
1: yeah mind hunter i think it is david fincher is it Can It is david fincher, yeah. correct and yeah he, uh yeah that and he said like publicly he's not gonna finish it for even though it's beloved critically acclaimed yeah lots of people watching Why i think it was just it was too much on him oh really okay like he didn't like that something about it he didn't like the schedule it was too hard and also he's it's it's literally like just so intense about yeah. these serial killers like yeah you got to know about all of them and their different quotes i mean probably put, it probably took him to a bad place maybe um anyway the uh like that was a it, great though. series but again that's also made after it's a dramatized series but it's inspired by true events absolutely and and based on a true story Th- anyway. that's a completely different vibe it's what we're talking about yes So that was my second thing, and then I capped it off with your, you know, your fun and games of Resident Evil Four, which is of course, which is not a, you know, you've been so (laughs) pumped for this. It's very horror and depressing. It's not really like I had a really depressing week by that state, but it was the best kind of depressing. This game is so fucking good. Talk to me, like it's like a top game that, like, so far, it's like an, it is like one of the like the highest ranked of the games yeah for sure and Not it's all like, games i think, I think know, it's the like it's, it's a lot of game. no but it is a lot of people on their all-time mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. list like a lot of people put it in top 50 games of all time wow which is like a big number but like think about how many games there are there's, um, there's at least 50 so <laughs> i mean how many like <laughs> you get my point yeah uh like i think it's a game that you have to play right okay me, as in me I have to play anyone that likes well do you know
0: games. what's interesting about Resident if you like 4, The Last of
1: Us you have to play this this inspired The Last of Us and now you can, it's almost like gone full circle The Last of Us has now inspired this remake of RE4 that's awesome it's pretty cool it's like the survival horror infinity snake menage a trois now I may be wrong <laughs> that's so
0: weird I don't, uh, you, you tell me where that takes y- I don't know where you're going with this I may be wrong but when I originally got my first I think it was the PS 2 I want to say I got my PS2 and it came with like two games. I can't even remember what the other one was, but I'm pretty sure one of them was Resident Evil 4.
1: Yeah, cuz that shit literally was ported to every system.
0: It was literally ported. And I remember cuz it's kind of like isn't it an isometric type shoot? It's like over the shoulder. Yeah. Like the OG. Time. Yeah.
1: It was like the first game to do that. And I
0: was I really struggled with it. Like cuz I I literally played like final, all Final Fantasy on PS1 mm. and I was so into that genre, that sort of JRPG, tactical, turn-based. This like, is, this is yeah, real time. and it is totally different. <laughs> and, but I look, the graphics were insane. I remember being like, at that this time, is, yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, they crap. They're awful by today's time. They're terms. still
1: good. Yeah. Like it, it holds up. Like, but the, the part that I think doesn't hold up as much is the fact that you can't move and shoot.
0: Yes. Oh, so annoying. Yeah. Or attack or do anything. Has well, this you, one got more yeah. stuff you can do? Like actually fighting things off here, you? Can, you can move and
1: shoot. Move and shoot. Well, that's all you need to do. You can melee, you can knife, you can parry. So if you, like, if somebody comes up to you, parry at the, at the right, like, and they're about to swing an axe and you have a knife, you, if you hit L1 at the right time, you can like parry. Oh, that's cool. And then they're like, they recover and you can hit them, shoot them, whatever. Ooh. And is does it really fulfill like its, its
0: graphical potential on the PS5? Uh,
1: I'll say this. It's, it's really good. Nice. I, and I'm not complaining. It does kind of feel like I was, RE2 was so good in the RE engine. If you remember that game, it was one yes, of the like prettiest games. You love it, that. It's a, it's a really good game. I thought it would like be eons better than that because it's like that was made for last gen as well. Ah, uh-huh, okay. Whereas this one was purely like made for uh, PlayStation 5 and mine. Whatever gen we're on. Yeah. And uh it's good. It's not like 10 times better. No, that's just it's it. better, okay. but it's, okay. you
0: know, it's good. I mean, saying that, I've obviously been playing a lot of that Harry Potter game, the Hogwarts yeah, one. Better and- than that. The graphics are so bog standard on that. I'm a bit dis. I, I'm It looks like a PS2 game. More than a bit disappointed. Ah, it's a it's a, PS2, it's a PS3 game at least. Maybe PS4. Maybe PS3. Let's give it PS4. Barely though. It's it's not exactly breaking any boundaries, let's no. be frank. It's and some of the dialogue is just awful. I'm at a point where I don't even listen to the dialogue. Like, I just take the the mission or whatever it is and I just skip everything and I just do it. Cause it tells you where to fucking go anyway.
1: Well, it's cause there's no story. It's, it does have it's, a story. It's just, but it's not a, good. It's not a good one. Yeah, it's not good. It makes well, no but sense. Outside but of that, I'm going to play it eventually. You
0: should. Yeah. At least explore the world.
1: <laughs> I don't know about
0: when you giving that game a lot of your attention. Mm. I've been up to a couple of cool things this week. Uh, up top, I started to watch the first episode of season three of The Mandalorian. Now, for anyone who's listening to this, I would hedge my new YouTube video has already come out by now because this drops on a Sunday and I usually drop my videos on a Wednesday or Thursday. So uh, I did a a video on, I watched the first episode of, should you watch it too? whatever I'm now calling it. And I had a lot of fun with that one.
1: Uh, I feel like a lot of people would, you know, have already like mostly season three. So hopefully if you watch it, you'll finish more than the first episode. I don't, I'd argue, but.
0: Well, the idea um, is for anyone who's sort of like on the fence or anyone who, you know, maybe has seen the previous seasons and was like, oh, is this going to be as good after they tried to ruin it with Boba Fett? Or, you know, whatever it is. It's like people who are on the fence. So go check it out. Uh, My sort of non-spoiler for non-spoiler review Like, the first episode was enjoyable. It did a lot of things. Still Monster of the Week, or are we moving in a different direction? I think, for the most part, it's going to be mostly Monster of the Week, but a little bit more serialized. But, like, I think my overall sort of thesis is, like, don't be surprised if it ends up with them all getting together to fight whichever is the big bad of the piece, you know? Yeah, of course. Calling in his mates, calling in a few favors. That's what you've done for two seasons. Totally. Well, I mean,
1: there's... Give give it a watch. I've got some interesting thoughts on it.
0: But I like your thought about maybe um, little little Grogu being the bad guy.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen the first episode yet, so I'll let you know. But I am caught up. Oh, you um, fully like? as then I rewatched two. the season two, and I'm nice. now ready to watch. Uh, that's what I was doing this week. Nice.
0: Yeah. Well, I watched a couple of movies as well this week, so I was very very tactical about the movie we watched on Friday, so we could watch the movie we're going to talk about today Mm. so i needed to build a lot of brownie points so i could get to watch watch this film so i sat and watched a movie called lost city with a partner now i don't know if you remember this it came out during covid and it's got channing tatum and it's got sandra bullock and brad yeah yeah, i remember
1: i know what it is you'll have seen the trailers for
0: it and kind of dismissed them honestly though i had a lot of fun with this film like it was a bit nonsense it was funny I actually really like Sandra Bullock. She's a pretty damn good actress. Not that that should, you know. She's be... just
1: got personality.
0: Totally. Know? And there's some big leaps in logic in this. But Channing
1: Tatum is just a delight. And so she hasn't shredded. been anything in anything in like a while. Isn't, so I missed this.
0: Isn't strip? I'm a stripper. I'm a Ch- Channing Tatum. Yeah. Stripper other than there. that,
1: it's like that. Like he hasn't been in like a drama or like a comedy mm. that I've seen. Maybe I just haven't seen him.
0: I still love the story about why he did G.I. Joe. Basically, when he was a young actor. He'd been given a three-picture, <laughs> do you know this? He'd been given a three-picture contract of this movie studio. And after like the second one, his star rose, and he was like a big box office draw. And then they were like, you've got a choice. You, you're going to come back and do one of these movies. And he's like, no, 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 no. And he got to the point where they were like, if you don't do this one, we'll just sue you for all the money back. And he went, fine, I'll do G.I. Joe. And he does not try at all in that film is there any other movies they
1: could have given him though that's the funny part
0: maybe they were just like commercial appeal i think they just wanted like a big box office like channing Tatum. which you know honestly though i'd I'd say go and watch the lost city uh lots of aztecian type things in there which make me think of uh graham hancock our current favorite of the show it's a lot of fun and definitely one to watch with the the partner where was it on netflix or something yeah it's netflix or disney it's one of them it's Mm. definitely worth a watch i would say Sounds it, good. good. Good distraction, all that. And the final thing I did this week, and we're going to be nicely segueing to In have you heard with this, but I went to the cinema on my fabulous day off on Friday. Thank you for the global day off to my company. Mm. I went to see Shazam Fury of the Gods, number two. Did you? Two Shazam. That guy's had a lot to say. He says a lot of things, doesn't yeah. he? He doesn't like being quiet. I yeah. qu- look, I kind of liked it. It was a bit of different. It was a bit. You know what the first one was like? Did you watch the first one? Yeah, I've seen the first one. It was that. Cool. Like I thought there was a it definitely missed an opportunity in my eyes because at the end of the first one, the post credit scene is this weird uh, telepathic slug type thing. And that's mm-hmm. like a big villain in the comics and whatnot. Yeah. I think they could have just gone really small, like, a bit like Ant-Man. They could have just gone mm-hmm. really small and made it really dumb. But I think, yeah, we'll talk about it and have you heard. But you but don't like, even like Ant-Man, so. I, no, I don't. Yeah, I enjoyed the first one <laughs> in retrospect. In hindsight.
1: Would you watch this movie? Would you go to the cinema and see it? I probably wouldn't go to the cinema and see this. Would you see it at home? I would watch it know. You watch it, because I actually like Zach Levy, despite his allevi, despite his rants, which were kind of dramatic. Interesting. Uh, I don't know if you, I would have that in my news, but the, uh I, I, oh yeah, I do like him as an actor, and the last one was fine. But I'm not gonna go pay to see this DC yeah. garbage fest until they figure out until James Cameron does something, or not <laughs> Aqu- James Cameron, Aquaman? James, James does Gunn, <laughs> until James Gunn does something. that is Oh worth, yeah, say, you know what I mean. So it's an entourage reference if you didn't i got it. it yeah but you know what i mean though like did, well i guess you don't because you went and paid for it so
0: i didn't mind like yeah. i i didn't mind i i've got like the app or whatever it is for whichever cinema line like the event cinema stuff and like every time i go on there it's like you can have this ticket for a thousand dollars off
1: i was like all right i'll just you're t- like oh yeah i'll go for t- <laughs> yeah <laughs> i go for ten dollars the door fine. shuts doo-doo-doo. i remember i saw it so many times don't they I open remember. i'm sure they, they open. open and then they, but they shut ah oh, nice right, for, for a second
0: i yeah. that was you know we talked about peacemaker being like like the one and only tv show opening that you can watch all the way through every time that wasn't that far off i used to love that thing. yeah
1: back in the day now I'm yeah, yeah i mean right. not now, now. In now 2002 it whatever
0: me. it was when everyone <laughs> was like uh look what we do now is we talk a little bit about things we've heard in the media and you know, generally we call it our news. It's not really news. It's just just bantering about things that we've seen, basically on Instagrams. <laughs> and segueing nicely, where we get our news from the last thing we just talked about. Did you hear this week, DL? Shazam Two is apparently flopping at the box office.
1: It's yeah, not I mean, like doing very well. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't hear that, but Zach Levy told me about it, which is a dumb thing to do. <laughs> Stop talking like on your Instagram about how bad your movie's doing. I know. It's great. Like how why good or bad my movie's doing. Like, we know that we you say something like that. Well, everyone seems to be doing the same. And I could
0: kind of get why, because David F. Sandberg, who is the director of this, who did the first one, I really liked him. Kind of was a bit like, why would you release a movie when you're about to reboot the whole franchise? Like... He kind of said this. I mean, he kind of posted on, on like a Reddit yeah. thing and quickly deleted it being like, we all get it. I got paid up front. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what does that have to do with it? mean no, like, as, in, as in,
0: like it's a di-
1: it's it's a dead universe. Like they're not yeah.
0: going anywhere else, but they're about to reboot it. But he's yeah. like, I don't, I don't give a shit. I'll do whatever they paid me already.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> got it. You know so I, mean? I can say whatever I want to say. Yeah, sorry, I'm slow. Yeah.
0: So, like, look, it's a shame, really, because it is a lot of fun. And so it's Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu as the bad guys, and they're just a little bit generic. I'm not going to lie to you. And there is a surprise third bad guy who. You see coming like from the moment they step on screen. I'm not going to lie to you. You go like you're a bit like, oh, that's suspicious. Why? Why would you be doing that? And then like
1: <laughs> by, the time, by the time,
0: but yeah, by the time it's all it all comes out, like yeah, it's we get it. It's interesting that from a perspective of the director and also Zach Levi, the guy you were talking about, it's also been rumors coming out that apparently the bombing of this movie could be something to do with The Rock as well. Remember how we talked about him being a bit of a douchebag? What douche does that bag? have to do with it? Well, apparently he just refused to, to be in this movie. So in the comics, Shazam's main enemy, of uh, bad guy, is Black Adam. And whether it was a post-credit scene or whether it's whatever, apparently Dwayne was just like, you don't smell what the rock is cooking. I couldn't think of a good catchphrase. But like, <laughs> he was just like, absolutely fucking not. So it's a shame. I think it's fun, man. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they
1: continue with Shaz- Zachary Levi. Shazam was a good, like, it was different for sure. And I enjoyed it. What I will say is Zachary Levi, he needs to chill. That Instagram, bo- like, did you watch the video? No. what are He's you- basically like almost weeping on screen. Oh God. It's a bit awkward. I don't like feeling that way, <laughs> watching a video. <laughs> on Instagram specifically. Yeah. Not only that, he apparently threw some shade at uh, Kevin Feige. He's right, done some was dodgy
0: like, shit on on social media. It's like he did some anti-vax stuff. I think not.
1: Did he really? I think it was like so. If you read it, it's be sounds... honest. You can't really hate on anti-vax now, knowing what we know. It depends on the information that you had at the time, right?
0: Yeah, are you an anti vaxxer yeah. No, I vaccinated. <laughs> Just
1: mean like you, people are definitely misled. <laughs> like, well, like, like it, you it, have to be able to acknowledge. Yeah, that. The, the tweet
0: reads yeah. as if. The tweet basically reads as if he's been really sarcastic, but yeah. you never know. You know what I mean? Like, how do you know this person? Like yeah. this text. Yeah, no, it's so. fair.
1: But he he basically claimed that Marvel's Kevin Feige misled him about his oh, he, movie role. Yeah, I heard about that back in the day.
0: Um, he was one of the Warriors three in Thor. He had a yeah. big, he had a little
1: twiddly mustache. Yeah, he was. Never. What did he say? Feige's like, hey, would Zach want to take this role again? And to be honest, look, I insisted on talking to Kevin about it for two reasons. One, I saw the first movie. And I didn't really feel like the Warriors 3 were utilized in that great of (laughs) a way. Not really. They're not in the movie. (laughs) And I was like, is that going to be the case again? Because if it is, I don't really want to do that, you know? And he's like, no, 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 no. It's going to be a huge part of the movie. Not so much as it turned out. (laughs) (laughs) Don't they die super quickly? I think so. I think they die in the second one. I don't remember. I I didn't even realize he was in this movie. Did he get recast? No, in in
0: Oh, they recast him in, I think, the third movie. I can't remember. They definitely recast him. Yeah. Like I mean, sucks to be him, but like, you couldn't tell it was him. Look, anything like that. Yeah, who cares? You just thing. take the movie, get over it. Yeah. Look, anyway, DL. Did you hear this week? There's other things been happening, and this is one which is very, very, very close to my heart. Mm. So the upcoming rebootuation, sort of semi sequel slash whatever it is, the Power Rangers Once and Always movie got a trailer, DL. And honestly. This looks really shit. Looks like they haven't upgraded anything from the (laughs) nineteen nineties. And I still love it.
1: Can you hear me? I still
0: love it. I can't wait. Honestly, can't wait. But there is one piece of news, and I know the reason why you're not going to watch this movie. Well, you are because we're going to talk about it on the pod. But But I know the reason why you will try and avoid this movie. Yeah, is because that apparently original Kimberly will not be returning. How badly does that suck? What's she up to? Well, she was apparently interviewed about it, and they basically said to her, like, are you not returning because they didn't pay you enough? And she's like, well, maybe at 50, I just didn't want to get into spandex. And everyone's like, well, you're not technically in the spandex most of the time. (laughs) So did they just not pay you? Like, what's going on here? So. I don't know. I'm still pretty pumped Maybe for this. Maybe at
1: 50, I didn't want to get into spandex. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. I, mean, I guess if you don't I think want she's
0: to. lying, she's in Hollywood. So like, I mean, she still looks good. Maybe it's the gimp suit. She's I just into. looked
1: Kimberly Pink Ranger today. Let's see. 2023. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like she looks like she's 50, but fair enough. She looked good. She could be a hot mom. She probably is good for her. She was. She did a cameo in the
0: the twenty. I think it was eighteen Power Rangers reboot film. Remember with the, the guy she? from Stranger Things? Yeah, she did a cameo at the end good of that. For her, a little post credit scene. So like, she's she's still around. She's still in Hollywood. Yeah. Anyway, DL, did you hear this week? We were talking about video games before. We do like to talk about video games very occasionally. We're not very good at it, but we like to talk about them. My favorite video game series, Final Fantasy. There is the number sixteen coming out. <laughs> Apparently slated for June or July, and I'm like, really. I think that's very soon. But anyway, apparently, it's being reported that for a Final Fantasy game, the story's only around 35 hours long, which, you know, it's not huge. Final Fantasy games are normally pretty much. 35 hours
1: is a big, is a long game.
0: They're normally pretty way bigger than that if you know any Final Fantasy games.
1: But like to complain about a 35 hour game. I'm
0: not complaining. It's, it's way too long wild. for me. I need like, yeah, I only need like a 20 hour game nowadays.
1: Most games are about that. Yeah. Like if you play them like, you know, with some level 100%. of knowledge.
0: Well, I like to, I always like to do as much as I possibly can in the game. And apparently, there's going to be an extra 35 hours of extra content minimum. And they're yeah. moving away from any classic JRPG sort of fighting styles. So there's no pre coordinated attacking. It's all sort of action orientated. I don't know. Do you ever play any of these games?
1: I, Played like you know what? I watched a lot of friends play it. All right, okay. Turn based yeah, yeah. combat isn't really my thing. Interesting. Okay, and it's changed. Even grown up, it's changed. Obviously, yeah. Even grown up, the only one I really played was like Pokemon. Right? Oh yeah, it was turn based. I
0: still fucking love Pokemon.
1: But you know what I mean? Have we like, talked about this. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm a little bit obsessed with it now. Yeah,
1: so so is, well now.
0: As in as in I've come
1: full circle. Oh, okay. I haven't
0: well, I'm I'm not doing it particularly regularly, but I'm gradually replaying like the gold game or whatever it was, the ones ah, from, the one with Pikachu. When we were kids. Yeah. Like the second generation one. So that's sort of happening in the background. You know when you're on a long ass meeting like All Hands, it's all hands season right now. Yeah. When you're on an All Hands or whatever you call it in <laughs> all your company. Season. Yeah, or Town Hall or whatever you say. And they go they always go on for two hours and yeah. it's always nonsense. And then you'll always just see my eyes gradually rolling down to the, the, the screen up <laughs> <and I'm, laughs> <laughs> like evolving my no, little just, charizard or whatever. Well,
1: you got a Pikachu,
0: surely. Standard, always, yeah. always, always, always. Look, DL, do you have any news for us this
1: week? Um, I did. Other than the Zach levy news, I was also a privy to the fact of that Betty Ross is back. Betty Ross? Do you know who that is? I do. Liv I Tyler. Did, I didn't know who that was. You didn't know who that was? <laughs> but I read Bruce, the news and I'm like, Bruce this sounds Banner's important. love yeah. interest. The old Bruce Banner. The, very the real Bruce one. Banner. <laughs> only the only real. real ones will remember. <laughs> uh, with Ed Norton, Betty Ross was uh, played by Liv Tyler, who apparently is coming back for uh, the next Captain America movie.
0: I can't wait for that. I'm happy about it. That might indicate that... Well, I know Thaddeus Ross is going to be in that one, obviously, as president, I think we talked about last week. So that's yeah. going to be Indiana Jones himself, Mr. Harrison Ford. It is. And this, is, of course, his daughter. So I wonder if that indicates... The Hulk's going to be in it, maybe?
1: maybe? Maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe Smart Hulk? Could be. Could be in it. Who knows? Smart Hulk.
0: I mean, he's a bit too... Or Ed Norton. He's a bit too big for her now, like maybe in terms Ed of Norton. his size.
1: It could be Ed Norton. He could
0: be. I might imagine if Ed Norton came back
1: to the MCU. You know, would what be. would you do? Uh
0: I just have no idea. Look, final bit of news before we move on then, DL. Speaking of the MCU, yes. and segueing beautifully from what you were just talking about, did you hear, DL, this week that The future of the MCU could very much be in in jeopardy.
1: It could be in jeopardy. Because
0: old mate Jonathan Majors, who is Kang and supposed to be in this, you know, the next next (laughs) 25,000 years of movies, he got arrested.
1: Yes, he got arrested. It doesn't Uh, sound so good. It doesn't sound good, but it's alleged. You got to remember until it's, you know.
0: Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Um, But
1: it was a domestic dispute.
0: It certainly was. I don't. I'm, I'm intrigued by this, right? Because there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of information coming out. Like his defense lawyers be defending real hard right now. Well, his
1: defense, yeah, he's like, we can't wait to prove that this is bullshit.
0: A hundred percent. So it's, it's like, apparently yeah. an altercation with a woman in New York. Uh, well, like, what's and he? Did I say? just? Did I just assume her gender? Uh, <laughs>
1: I think. Well, I think it said that it was a woman.
0: Uh, uh Look, if this goes bad, then that's the next what two phases of the mcu (laughs) completely shaken to pieces so who knows imagine if he goes to prison or something
1: yeah i mean then it'd be that would that would be do
0: you reckon they recast do you reckon they just change tact and go well that kang guy he was he was a flash (laughs) they'd have to to recast surely you just a different version of him oh that's not that's a good idea go like the whole loki universe way and get like a crocodile version
1: <laughs> look, I hope it's not true because A, I don't want something bad to happen, and B, to have happened. Yes, and B, um, he's a very good actor. Yeah, I'd, I'd not, I'd like to not lose him. The more selfish reason, not that theater. that should overshadow
0: if he did something not. terrible. That's why I said the first thing, of first. course. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but you know, uh, look, we always yeah, as, knew, we always as the bill knew. Bill get goes. We always <laughs>
0: knew he would get off, unless he doesn't. In which case, he, we always knew he was a bad guy. We knew it yes, all along. We, knew it. we could see it in his kang performance
1: you <laughs> <laughs> Did didn't get my reference to the Bill Burr's yet? No, I didn't. Okay, guys, I'll look. look if you,
0: there's any news we've missed that you want to share with us, please hit us up at Podcast Assemble on Instagram or the gmail.com or even go to our website www.podcastassemble.com where you can find all of our contact information and hit us up directly there. We love it when you tag us. We love it when you send us a meme. Send us all that stuff. DL, Your do bill. you want to preface our main topic for this week?
1: Our main tapas this week, topic this week is... Are <laughs> I mean they what? Topic. Tapas. Tapas. We're eating tapas. I'm hungry. Oh, my God. Uh, what is the intro again? Brr, brr, I keep doing Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is course. the one. You guessed it. You guessed it. 2001, A Space Odyssey, because back in 1968... <laughs> That this is where they thought we'd be in two thousand and one. I mean, surprise, surprise! They did pretty good job. I feel.
0: Did they? We're going to talk about this. <laughs> so this is one of our many I guess many. Twenty anthologies. years off from ChatGPT. It's true, but I mean, yeah. Deadly AI, ChatGPT. We're yeah, somewhere in saying. the middle. They're, they're close. This is one of our many anthologies, as I say. This is movies we should have seen but haven't, and you know we bloody love a sci-fi movie here over at Podcast Assemble. We do. DL, before we get into it, do you want to give me? Your stupid plot summary.
1: What the fuck? Half this movie is deep, heavy breathing. What's happening? That's my plot summary. What's Do you get it? Then, for like forty-five minutes, there's no dialogue and there's deep breathing. Um,
0: what? 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 What just
1: happened? I'm so confused. That was one of them. I have two. Oh, Do you, you know got that? two. All right. Okay. Do you want my other one? Yeah, please. Forty minutes of dialogue in a two-hour and twenty-minute movie. It's true.
0: <laughs> it's very true. Well, for my stupid plot summary, DL, I've got a, I've got a guest appearance. I've got, okay, I've got a friend joining us. Um, hey there. Do you, do you want to in- introduce yourself to the pod? I am the original, non homicidal artificial intelligence. troupe. Nice to meet you. Oh, well, that's a bit strange. That's uh, that's not scary at all. Do you? But of course. That is what an actually homicidal artificial intelligence would say. Quite honestly, I wouldn't worry myself about that. Perhaps you should try harder to realize why everybody loves this long-ass movie. <laughs> all right, okay, well, that's that's not terrifying at all. Do you, uh, do you want to procreate and just, you know, let us know a little bit about your role? Well, I will leave it up to you to decide. If I will indeed ruin people's preconceptions of the limitations of technology for years to come. This conversation no longer serves any purpose. Goodbye. Well, wow, that was terrifying, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for
1: joining us, Hal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> What an uh, odd outcome of that. He's clearly a homicidal AI, right?
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: I or, mean, he's, or he's he basically more said it.
1: human than the humans. We'll get into Raw.
0: it. We'll get into it. So DL, do you want to guess me then before we get into it, what the IMDB scoffer is for this? know it's probably like 8. 8.3? Yeah. Good guess. Do you want to guess the Rotten Tomato score? Like 95. You're doing pretty well at this recently, but it's mm. 91. Okay. Now, this is the real kicker. I'd love to know what you think the Metacritic score
1: the is. The Metacritic score, because this would have been back in the day, would be higher than I would expect it to be today. 82. Uh, oh, so close. You're 84. Okay.
0: I'm, you're getting better at these. I feel like mm. you're either looking at them before we start. i I promise. I always tell you what I do. Yeah, I know. I always tell you what I Look, do. Look, this is directed by Stanley Kubrick, one of the autumn movie makers of his time. You know, the man behind uh, The Shining, A Clockwork Orange, Doctor Strangelove. Another one for our list, by the way, of movies we should have seen. Have you ever seen Doctor Strangelove? No. I've, ne-
1: I've never seen it. I haven't. It. I've do- oh, seen oh that's the follow up.
0: Yes. Yes. No, I the haven't. The one about uh, nuclear war, et cetera. Yeah etc and so forth. uh it's a pretty small cast and none of whom i particularly recognized so um i'm not even gonna try and say these names we've got because i'm not gonna say the names because to be frank with you like i couldn't tell you who they're supposed to be in the movie (laughs) there's 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 dave there's frank there's haywood and there's hal they're the ones you really need to remember from this film right honestly outside of that like who else do you need to know I don't Wait. think I remember a single rat. Maybe Hal.
1: Uh, maybe, maybe the, the apes. Just Hal, yeah.
0: <laughs> the apes are the other ones I remember. Um, look, why don't you tell me then a little bit about what the plot is <laughs> of this
1: movie? Such a fucking g up. That's such a. That's such a like. Tell me the plot of this movie. I need another whiskey. How do you even begin? It's like well, it's effectively a four act structure to a three act structure
0: process, right? There are four bits to this. You've got the dawn of man you've got the moon mission you've got the jupiter mission and then you've got the stargate and beyond to the infinite
1: which is so confusing which like don't only two of them really tie together to be honest which two the middle, <laughs> the, middle the middle bit <laughs> 2 and th- 2 and 3 the rest are kind of just this like fucking trip like trippy you know kind of nonsensical statement about something it's an interesting movie to talk
0: about because i don't really know where to begin yeah this came out in 1980 1968 and it somehow still looks better than a lot of the movies that come out today that's true i don't know how they did it but they made it it's like a it, it's a technical marvel it
1: does look really good for what when it was made Certainly. you know for sure there's definitely like and and you can obviously tell there's a lot about this movie that inspired Oh, all every, the side by movies we love and, talk, and i've talked about on this podcast so i don't mean to belittle that but i do think that like it's a little bit too over the top with like nonsensicalness
0: you're the one who loves heady movies so yeah but this is connect. way up
1: your alley i would th- you should love every I, second i of did this. i liked the middle part which was the most <laughs> like the movies that we watched. yeah the Coherence. whole the whole ending was too it was you know what it was are we gonna do complete spoilers yeah. for this by the yeah, way for yeah, sure, sure for sure the movie, the most similar sci-fi movie this reminded me of was uh, Annihilation. Okay.
0: I've not seen that is one yet. also a bit nonsensical. That's one I'd like to do on one of our sci-fi. Yeah,
1: it's good. It, so, like, it, it actually... I bet that that author, I bet, was more inspired by this than I would, some of the other ones yeah. that you think of. Like, anyway.
0: Look, this... I had really strong interstellar vibes, especially at the end of this movie. But, like, for me it was so intentionally, like, vague and cold. I felt really distanced from it. I think it was supposed to be, like, because the humanity in it wasn't, like, the warmth you see from regular humanity and, like, mm-hmm. friends, etc. It was sort of these cold, also almost militaristic types who, like, you really weren't supposed to connect with on any level. Not really, no. And I found it really hard watching the movie to get any enjoyment out of just staring at scenes of rocket ships. Spin- around for like 10 minutes. I was like, how do you enjoy
1: this? One of my other dumb summaries is going to be like Once Upon a Time in Space. Yeah. Because it's basically it's basically like Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Once Upon a Time in Space where you're just doing a bunch of like space shots instead of space shots, it's driving shots. Yeah, totally. It's the same thing. And and I,
0: (laughs) I actually, I can't remember where I wrote this down, I've written it somewhere. I think we need to make a new category for our end of year awards. So, you know, every year at the end of the year, we do our best, worst movies, etc. cetera. Yes. But we also have a couple of rogue things in there. So we have our Adam driver award, mm-hmm. which is when an actor is way better than the movie movie he is in. We should also do one, which is dedicated to our good friend of the show, Jamie, Jamie Oliveira, And we should have the auteur filmmaker up their own ass award. That's where, a great award. You think, you think, uh, I think award. from my perspective, this is that. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I sat with my partner and we watched this. Like, I had to get some serious fucking brownie points to watch this. Yeah. And I lost some seriously while watching this. But we. Well, the start is so absurd. So absurd. But we were talking. So we sat and we watched it. And I was just thinking to myself, like, he is. Like, I- I'm happy that this level of tourism exists. And I love the things he tried to do with it and the themes and how he kept it intentionally vague. But it's so far up his own arse. It's, it's a bit time. too much, right? Yeah. I agree. It is.
1: But you, you have to take it for the, like what it was. Absolutely. Like in the HAL 9000 and that whole storyline and like that. Could that be
0: our attention span though? as like, because we are very, Maybe. I know from my, I know me very much. I mean, you look at the things I watch and enjoy. Could it be that I'm conditioned to, you know, like the thing that has been like manicured to the point of like, it's it's a, a, effectively movies nowadays, right? They are tested and retested and they effectively are just whatever the audience likes and hits, hits the big dopamine button. Like, do you think it's, it's, it's just simple. my brain?
1: No, I mean, maybe for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I don't think it's that Cags. simple. I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's intent, it's intentional. It's intentionally obs- like obscure, yeah, obscure totally. but like not in a way that's like targeted towards something at times it feels like to me. All right. Like it feels like they're just like, let's just make a big baby <laughs> at the end. Well, let's talk about it. then. Let, yeah. let,
0: let's just talk a little bit. Let's, let's talk through the different phases of this movie. It's almost almost like the plot, but not being a plot, if that yeah. makes sense. So it starts with the dawn of Man, right? And mm-hmm. quite frankly, like this... I mean, for me, like without doing my homework on this and looking into, you know, everyone's fan theories, it was a bit nonsensical. Like it was effectively a bunch of apes who are scared away from their land. They then find a monolith and somehow... Whether it's through communication with the monolith or th- with this monolith they find or through, uh, or, or it appears at the same time as they learn to use tools and fight off another tribe. And it sort of sets you up in a way of like, I'm really intrigued by this, but I'm more intrigued by the fact that's a real leopard that just jumped at a stage actor I and tore thing. into fucking pieces. Yeah, was
1: the same thing. I was like, this poor guy, I hope he's in a suit. I'm like, what is happening to yeah. that poor guy? So he got, he got the, I wasn't really intrigued the by stick. the apes. No, it thought it was too far up its own ass. I was intrigued by like, if you just cut that part, I thought the, the, the first scene where they're like, this whole, like, where they're, where you're in space and obviously moving Mantis on to evolved, the moon mission, yeah, the yeah. second, the second phase. Yeah. If you just had that as the movie, I'd have been like, wow.
0: Yeah. I, I, I kind of agree. I, I do. What did that bring? I do get the idea. I mean, I think it sets up the idea of the monolith as being this thing that is somehow tied to evolution, right? In like a very abstract way.
1: And don't get me wrong. Not really. No one says the word evolution once. They're not supposed to. That's why it's vague. But it's not vague. It's nonsensical. It it is a little bit. I I, I, I like it. And
0: I have a note somewhere here and I'll probably should come back to it later. But there's a cut of this movie, which uh, this was what, two and a half hours roughly? Yeah, yeah. I've read it. About There's there's a cut of this movie, which is like an hour 50 or less. And they just reduce the length of some of the scenes. Like every, I reckon they reduce the length of every single scene by like 25%, maybe slightly maybe up and down throughout the film. And it's a fucking good movie.
1: Are you saying this actually exists or are you saying No, I'm
0: saying like they should have. Done my imagination that. has this idea of this film where they've just cut sort of 25 maybe a little bit more percent. I
1: thought you were going to say that they about because they, they had another ending apparently. All right, like something that was more explained. Yeah, and they they, they theorized about it, but they never yeah. did
0: that ending. But let's continue with the story. then. so then they they effectively, we jump into this moon mission.
1: So where, it goes from that monolith. They, the man discovers weapons. They can hunt. They can apes or discover, apes discover weapons. weapons they kind of hunt, yada, yada. Then it switches to man. And so I guess, and man eventually discovering this. It's,
0: it's that really famous smash cut yeah. of the... Of the bone flying in the air and flipping to the spaceship, doing the same thing. Yeah, which is a good cut. There's a name for it. I forgot what it is. Like it's really. You could, you
1: could, you could argue that like that indicates, oh man, like man becomes ape, evolution, monolith. But it's
0: pretty loose. It's it's super loose, and that's kind of the that's kind of what we're getting. I think from our stupid
1: mind (laughs) directive on this, I just don't know what it's trying to say. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that. If that's the thing that they want us to gather. That this monolith create like drives evolution. What is it trying to say? There's one interpretation, which we'll I guess if you want to get into later, that I like. All the, all the other ones, I'm like meh. But
0: from, from my perspective, I I can't look at it as a single part of the movie. I have to look at it in the holistic nature. And and the, the movie kind you're of you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And the movie, if we go going to get talk about the ending and then the baby and all that weird shit. It, it encourages you to do that because the baby slash the process of them, uh, of the guy getting older, sort of, it's this rebirth thing. So it almost is encouraging you to go back and start again and relook at it as what it was, which I didn't because it's a long fucking movie. But if you look at that in isolation, so, sorry, sorry, look at that outside of isolation within the context of the wider movie that the monolith is apparently or seems to be linked to jumps in our evolutionary state so we jumped to the, um, you miss a huge section of us obviously getting up to the moon part but you go from uh, basically completely useless apes who have no idea what they're doing foraging in the ground getting scared off to learning how to use tools and then you have this jump to being space humans who are pretty good at it at this point by the looks of it and then the next jump is, oh, we're going to, we, we are spacefaring enough to get to Jupiter. And then the next is this evolutionary, whatever it is. So like, that's but that, what I see. see. That's the
1: close was like, and then you become a baby. Well, <laughs> like, what is we'll talk about that. So talk about, that about that the moon mean? mission. Anyway, talk to me about so the moon mission. The, the moon mission was super cool, I thought, because it set up this, like, it, you could kind of see how every sci-fi movie was inspired by this Absolutely. setup. And that was cool to watch because I was like, yeah. it was really well done. It was adequately yeah. creepy. It was adequately corporate. It was adequately like something... It did have weird corporate adequately undertones, like, cor- like, you know, like the cor- corporations kind of own a lot of this stuff. Yeah. You know, all these different colonies are kind of at the behest of this weird agency who yeah. said, you know, that communication on this one base has stopped. And somebody asked uh, the main character at this point... Hayward. Hayward, what's going on? And he goes... I'm not at liberty to say. He's like, we've heard it's a pandemic. I'm not at liberty to say. And then eventually you find out that the pandemic was a front cover story because yeah. the government doesn't want them to realize that this monolith was discovered. on another
0: one. On, moon, on the moon? moon? Buried apparently four million years previously, which is very interesting.
1: So it aligns with the ancient Egyptians, as we've talked about. Odd. Does it? Maybe
0: whoever came before
1: this. Uh,
0: the Egyptians weren't four million years old.
1: Well, their ancestors is what I was getting at. Source
0: Graham Hancock. I really like that scene because it does a lot of things. It sets up that, I was talking about, that cold nature of humans. Like you've got this great call with Haywood and his daughter, which by the way, love that technology. Looks so good. Uh, It looks very Futurama. Um, uh, and how he sort of is a bit, i mean he of course he is but he's distanced from his family he's like this this character who has to
1: be a guy that like flies around in space regularly to the
0: moon and stuff and he's a corporate
1: yeah and it's like he's used to it he's like eating the airport the airplane food it's like a space shuttle food yeah
0: it's so it's it's really that part was interesting it
1: was all very like weird you know futuristic you could see how it could go there kind of not dystopian quite but like close enough to our world where we're like oh i can empathize with that but far enough away where you're like fuck is it gonna get completely, that bad? Like, completely completely
0: yeah. and i really like that and when yeah. they were sat in the boardroom it was like there could be any boardroom any board
1: i literally said to gail it looks like i'm the zoom meeting camera Just <laughs> <laughs> by design
0: <laughs> but the, the thing i find fascinating about this and and we'll we'll talk about it more as we go through all like this like it's 1968 man
1: mm. it,
0: Kubrick was so forward thinking on so many of these things. Like we joke about that. The the voice, the video call with his daughter looking like tacky, but like, that's not terribly far off. Like what we're doing now, video calling. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's super interesting. Like it's not massively different and the boardrooms still look exactly the same. I love
1: it. I agree. I agree. Uh, and then try to think of like, I, I just Googled what's like a sci-fi movie. What's like the, a sci-fi movie? No, what what's like the earliest best sci-fi movie before this? Sure. And they're like way different, right? There's like Metropolis and these very famous ones in the 20s, but they're not, they're nothing, it doesn't look like anything like this.
0: No, like, no, no, no.
1: This seems this, to be
0: like a step above. This ironically yeah. seems to touch one of these monoliths and takes like a, a like a massive leap massive. forward, which is what happens. So on the moon, what they're doing is they are effectively going and finding this monolith which they're saying is a big what are they saying it's a pandemic ironic pandemic and once they get to it they're having a photo in front of it and it sets off uh some sort of signal to another of these monoliths and they they realize um, sort of spoilers-ish for the end of the movie they realize that the signal it sets off is over in the direction of jupiter yep so that's when man then take the next step and take this long-distance flight towards Jupiter, which is 18 months later, roughly, I
1: think. Yes, 18 months. It says like 18 months yeah. later, and it's just these two guys.
0: Yeah, and it's, Fra- it's Frank Paul and and Dave Bowman on the ship who are the two doctors, the two scientists who are... Everyone else is in cryosleep, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. And they're effectively... They don't know much about the mission. They're, and the only other person is the the onboard AI, which is
1: Hal. Hal 9000. you guys 000. already met on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you. Yeah, what did this section of the movie most remind you of? Great question. You know
0: what's interesting, uh, and this is going to be super weird, but like uh, the, the psychosis and the 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 loneliness of it kind of reminded me a lot of Psycho in an odd way. Like the mm. the really the really sheer close-ups of the faces and like I don't know what it was, something about I don't that. I
1: think I've seen Psycho. I've seen Have you not? I've seen the beginning of it. It's a really good movie. As a kid. Don't watch the remake, it's
0: bad. Yeah. Uh but I uh, like in terms of like the isolation and the, and the loneliness of it and just the sort of, um, the exploration part of it. Mm-hmm. I had, I got big. If you can somehow mix those loneliness vibes of Psycho with <laughs> the exploration vibes of Interstellar, that's what I got. I don't know. What did it remind you of?
1: I'm just thinking about what you said. And I'm like, Interstellar, yeah, I can't. For me, it was most, mostly like the, the, the AI and alien. Sure. It seems almost like a direct rip of this now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Of course. And then like, kind of the vibe of sunshine oh yeah that's a good point like the vibe on the ship was kind of you went full sci-fi with that yeah like, i
0: like did it, get big his, and you can even
1: mother on netflix if you watched that yeah yeah of course like any cut like it's just crazy how like uh or moon another good sci-fi but you can see where all of the well all of
0: those sci-fi movies have been influenced by 100%. this in a huge 100%. way huge way and i really like i find it really interesting and then what we get is we get to the we get to what is the kind of the crux of the movie and it's this sort of for me it's this does technology overtake man or does man become removed because of technology all these sort of tones and themes and the scientists effectively find that how the ai has made a mistake shall we say in quotation marks mm. and they start to question whether it's malfunctioning or whether it's uh, intentionally trying to deceive them because it says Part of ship is, is malfunctioning. Yeah, and and then we get to the point where they go out to try. Well, it's Dave, I think. No, it's not. It's, sorry, it's Frank. Frank Pool goes out to try and fix the part of the ship, and how effectively remote, remote
1: uses, uses the what, what would you call it the remote ship thing, the remote ship that they thing that he gets out there with to kill him. Yeah, and it's, it's a that cut is one of the best parts of the movie. So good, so it's like silence and like what that that reminded me of something too. That whole sequence. Of like a Mm. silent death in space. Mm. We've watched a few of those. I can't think of it though. I do like put my thumb on what actually that clip frame for frame reminded me of, but it was one of these movies that we've seen.
0: I do love the, the, like how oppressive the silence was in it. Like he did a really good job, Kubrick, and obviously he's not a filmmaker, but he does this awesome job of making you feel like, like in the vacuum of space almost. Like, Mm there's all this space around you, but you are just this tiny little thing. Yeah, for sure. And the
1: sequence of the cuts, it was like rigid almost. Like you saw it happen. You saw the like arms fly of the robot. And you're like, what could that be? And it's silent. So you don't know. And then you just see the guy flying off in space. Did it look really bad when he was like flying? (laughs) I don't know. It kind of looked like how I guess it could look. Yeah. I don't know. The parts that seemed less real to me were the ones where they were like, walking up and down. I was like, isn't that not how it works? Like you'd just be like floating. In terms of what? Sorry. Like the gravity situation. I think that, that, was that was the took point, me out of it. A the, couple of times.
0: the big circular part of the ship was to create gravity. I think, yeah, I think that was kind of the implied. point. The false gravity. And then there was
1: like times where they didn't have, gra- I don't know. It was weird to me.
0: Uh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that part of it, but then there's obviously the scene where Dave has to go and unhook Hal and take, I like, think effectively he is, removing Hal's memory and turning, turning the AI off. That scene of him shooting back into the ship, right? we'll come back to it in a minute. Yeah. That's fascinating. That's so cool. But as, they t- as he tells Hal, Hal off to go and navigate on his own, we get this video that starts playing of, and it's back to Haywood, who's the guy we were talking about before, who frames the whole picture, which is effectively when they touch the monolith on the moon, it sent this signal off to this monolith and Jupiter. And they're effectively going to find out what this life form is that's sending these messages around. Yeah, And I find that really fascinating and really interesting. And that's when he goes into the psychedelics.
1: Yeah, he does. I guess before we jump to that, can we talk about why did Hal go haywire?
0: Well, do you know?
1: I didn't understand that.
0: So within that video piece that Haywood sends, he effectively says that none of the scientists on board have all the information. Yes. The only... The only one who has all the information is Hal, and Hal is trying to stop them from effectively changing the mission objectives or moving away from wherever they're supposed to be going. What were they don't trying to do? That fully understand why he does it. I don't. I don't personally fully understand why it he doesn't does it.
1: feel like it, it felt like a plot hole to me. I don't know if it was a plot it hole. It kind of in... just felt like a really cool little sci-fi story in a broader sci-fi story. It sure. didn't really fit into the framing of of you know the broader philosophy or theme. Like it was kind of sure. like this is really cool. But how does it relate to this monolith again? Yeah. Like, why is the HAL Nine Thousand breaking? Yeah, I don't know because it yeah. wasn't supposed to, was it? Yeah, I don't know. Well, then that's the well, one part that was kind of off for me. But it was so cool and new and unique, and probably the best part of the movie that I just kind of chose to ignore it. <laughs> I was like, whatever, it's cool.
0: I don't mind. All right, interesting. Well, I, I actually just quickly Google in the background, and we've got this. All right, so HAL Nine Thousand malfunctions due to the conflict between the programmed mission to complete the mission to Jupiter. And his realization that the mission would endanger the lives of the crew members, Hal was programmed with this, with a set of priorities and could not reconcile the conflicting priorities that emerged when he was ordered to conceal the information from the crew. That
1: makes way more sense because it doesn't feel like that was kind of delved into at all. Again, like that's that seems like an extrapolation. I don't think that's in the text. Like I don't. No, see no, that I, the... I don't. I don't
0: think so either. Yeah. I, that's that's intriguing to me because yeah. he, uh, Hal, he, Hal is so. That uh, would rather kill the crew himself than let them go off and be in danger. That that doesn't make sense to me. To
1: me, it was just kind of like how became conscious through man's pursuit of like the like a, a being bigger than themselves. Like if you're gonna connect it in some extrapolated way, like that's the way you connect it. That's why I love this movie. And he's like, I don't want to fucking die. Like, and that's why I love and this like, movie. I've realized you guys want. To make me, I, I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of plot holes.
0: But we've we've said it's intentionally vague. That's kind of the point. I agree,
1: but like, I you know, I I think they're and this is like who am I to criticize? But like, I don't know. I'd like to why
0: you to criticize. I like DL. to watch these
1: movies, and I think like Inception is intentionally vague in a good way. This okay. is intentionally vague with like massive oceans of plot hole. Okay, does that make sense? Like and yeah, an yeah. ma- like mass like I, I like a little more focus to my vagueness. Okay, well, but tell- getting into. The most vague part of the movie. Well, yeah, it, it tells what happens yeah. next then
0: as we move forward.
1: Then we turn into literally like what feels like one of those like movie theater psychedelic shows that people used to go to in the Fuck, 80s. that was weird. You know what I mean? Where it's <sighs> just like he's heading to Jupiter and it just turns into this like almost like a Doctor Strange style like uh multiverse traversal. Well, it was very bit. almost
0: uh, very everything everywhere all at once. Yes, yeah. Like you know the end scene where everything... F- everything is flashing before her eyes yeah, yeah. it's it very is that. Dark.
1: it's that like from this version of the 70s or 60s film um and we end up in this psychedelic sequence after like 20 minutes of that or 15 minutes of that in this really really nice like apartment and the spaceship is like landed yeah. in this apartment and it's like really chic and elegant and yeah. uh classical and uh you know almost colonial i, I would i would say but and you hear, like, someone's eating in the other room. It was so Stanley you Kubrick. You hear commotion in the other room, and the spaceship's just, like, in there, in the apartment, and it's like, doesn't fit. It's, like, out of place. What's happening here? And the guy is, like, kind of having, like, what looks like a stroke in the... <laughs> Wouldn't you say? <laughs> like, he's he's obviously not doing too hot. I, f- I feel like he's... It's... Yeah, because he's obviously seeing himself. Yeah. I... It's, like, an existential... The way um... I interpreted this
0: was that he is aging in this he's been put in this room by whatever the monolith or whatever the creatures are the, the aliens yeah. are they put in there and he's aging uh, his aging has been increased in turn or the rate of his aging has been increased and he is struggling to understand why that's happening because it's it seems to be happening all at once it's like yeah. you know uh you know the end of arrival when amy adams realizes that time isn't a linear it's a circle it's a it's, circle or, a circle or, or whatever the hell she says it's all happening at once yeah. that's the way i interpreted that so he effectively goes into this dimension where time is not linear and he becomes this sort of like i don't know it's not a rebirth but it's all it's it's a, a fast tracking him to being a higher level of being effectively that's how i took that but being in the presence a fair, of the monolith for such a long time
1: it's a fair interpretation i mm-hmm. guess um, I don't know why it happened in that room. <laughs> why was it in a room? <laughs> like you want very t- chic though. Like that's what very I like chic. about it was chic. That's what I like about the look like, arrival. It ties it to her life. Like to- yeah, it- it's more fair to the viewer. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, whereas this is so out there.
0: And then he's the old like, man in the bed which, and then all of a sudden he's yeah. a baby. Yeah. Which,
1: which is like fair. Like, you know, certain movies like you maybe people want him to be that way. It's just not. Like, I don't like that as much as something more targeted. But it was weird i was intrigued very odd. i watched
0: i was I, I was like the whole time i was trying to put my finger on like uh, that that exact yeah. mu- that uh, exact arrival thing and yeah. i like it just snapped at me in that moment but watching it it's the same thing we talked about it's so like and i keep saying up his ass it's not He. he's just so he just loves himself so much throughout the whole thing does this old mate stanley that like the, the, the shots just linger and linger yeah. and you just like I get it this could have been a 30 second shorter
1: shot i feel like when you have less to say like that make the shots sharper does that Mm. make sense like we like don't think he doesn't have a lot to say because like this i mean people write fucking theses on this. no but like that's my point he kept it vague so they could write it right he didn't write it like he 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 gave you like a concept here a concept there and it's like okay i don't need to like you're you're it's kind of like swiss cheese there's a lot of holes you want me to fill it in right you don't need to just like prolong the exposure to the holes this is my point like just like give me shots that make me think or trigger like make is, it make it cleaner this
0: is so different to how i thought you'd react to this film it's i honestly it thought you would love I, I enjoyed
1: this. it i just you know it's it's like i guess it's like i appreciate it for what it is because it's very clearly influencing. A lot of the things I love that I feel like have been refined, like this, like since then. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that I like that distillation, not like the you know moonshine that it was back in the day. I like this Tasmanian. That's a super
0: interesting take on it. I completely, I understand. Understand, I think that's. I, I completely empathize with that. Now, one thing I wanted to call out was you were talking about that weird acid trip, which goes on, by the way.
1: So long like you do not re- we went like, i thought i was gonna just end the movie because there was only like 20 minutes left it was like maybe the credits are you know 15 minutes well there's a this. lot of stuff going into this movie
0: listen to this you'll like this so interestingly the movie was not a financial success at first so, mgm who who um who, who pushed this movie was planning on pulling it out of theaters oh, but, but apparently several theater owners persuaded them to keep showing the film <laughs> many of these owners had noticed that increasing numbers of young adults were attending the film. Uh, and effectively, they were showing huge enthusiasm for the ending, the Stargate scene, the, the Trooper yeah. psychedelic scene. And a lot of them were under the, enf- uh, under the influence of psychedelic <laughs> drugs, which made them keep coming back to watch it and putting more money into the film. So this thing could have been a huge flop if it wasn't for psychedelics. Oh, well, there you go. There you go.
1: Isn't you heard it me- here first. Yeah,
0: you heard it here first. It's last. not your typical blockbuster, is it?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think it's a blockbuster at all, by definition. Maybe it was advertised as one, but like ab- when you watch this, this is not a Top Gun. Totally, it's not like a super supremely like what's the word accessible movie to make. It's not accessible people. at yeah. all.
0: No, no way. One thing I did like about it was like was the music, and this is like a, a random aside. So like I agree. we talked about all the shots where it's just a spaceship in space and it's floating and doing this. The music it's paired with gives it an almost like, and I said this to my partner almost immediately. It's got like a balletic quality to it almost. Mm. And I was watching, it and I was like, part part of my brain, the disassociated part of my brain, that was kind of enjoying what was happening. Well,
1: so don't they steal parts of it that are ballets Very part, po- yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. But but yeah, but part I'll of my steal, brain but...
0: was sort of thinking like, this is just a nice flowing like balletic motion. It's all just kind of happening mm. like. I've never personally and I don't know about you but I've never been to a ballet and I've been to one I've never been to a ballet and sat there and thought this is for me you know (laughs) whereas that's a
1: a different statement you
0: take that and put it in space I was like you know like I couldn't I can empathize I'm all right with this like I didn't I didn't hate it I just didn't I I just didn't connect with how long all the scenes went for. Yeah, no, I get it. Do you know what I mean? I get it. How did you feel? Did you feel similar to that?
1: Yeah, I I we I kind of getting into my three best three worst there, but like I definitely enjoyed the music that was original. Mm. Mhm. Some of the some of the stuff that was like, uh, you know, sort like he was playing like Mozart or something or the was, there was some kind of very famous uh classical. There was a link there melody. for sure. I forget what it is. Um, that stuff I was like, it's cool, it's nice. It Happened a couple of times, but I preferred like the kind of disconcerting build-up noises around so, the monoliths. Like it was just anxiety-inducing. It was like it put you in the, this crazy mindset. I really like that. I
0: really, um, I really agree with you on that. I feel like every time the monolith is on screen, like even though it was, just, and we talk about monoliths, people know that it's, it's just a big black box thing, <laughs> it's right? It's, it's not pillar. How do you it's just describe it? Rectangle. Yeah, rectangle. But I, I kind of liked that it was so. It, Everywhere it was, mm. even when it was around all of the interesting human, like future quotation marks tech yeah. and all that, it just stood out so bluntly. Like mm. it was so different to anything we created or whatever. And it does. It, it made me think. And funnily enough, it's it's interesting. We are so deep between us in the the Graham Hancock stuff and yeah. liking that side of of you know, history. yeah, an alternative history. You think of yourself like you look at those huge fucking pillars that are in like the the pyramids and stuff, and you think like, how on earth did they get there? And then you see this, and it's just so wildly different to anything we could have created mm. in that, at the time. I'm like, ah, that's cool. That's an interesting yeah. and it's, it's like a compelling similarity.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed the movie overall for like its place in
0: yeah in our. I wrote it's like an onion. It's got a lot of layers. It does. It's like an onion, but you don't have a knife to cut it. So like, you're just a bit like, you kind of, how do I, what do I do with this?
1: Yeah. You don't really cry. You just. I cried a lot in (laughs) this. I cried because it was so fucking long. It wasn't long. I didn't. I think we can
0: maybe then talk just very briefly before we move on a little bit about the world building potentially. Like I, like a lot of it was practical in terms of the effect. And I thought that was fascinating.
1: The effects were awesome. Yeah, you very know, very. Yeah, it was like then. I instantly knew that it was like she she was watching. It's like I instantly knew that it was like miniatures, which is like yeah, but that's because that's the way they did things. There was no, no other way the for 60s. to do it. Yeah, but yeah. I think that she's like I could tell. It's like yeah, but it looks good. Yeah, it looks. I mean,
0: this looks better than some of the yeah. movies we watched. This looks 100%. better than sixty-five. Yeah, one hundred percent. At least the rocket ship scenes did. I would say completely. Yeah. I think the interesting thing for me, stylistically,
1: was... even if you know it's miniature, I just like it better.
0: Oh yeah. Sometimes. Co- yeah. Oh, so much. I completely yeah. agree with that. I think the thing that stood out for me was the inside scenes. So they created this giant, almost like Ferris wheel thing to put them in. So that as they were doing these shots where you know the actors had to be like one had to be one way and the other had to be the other, they were going round the giant dome. They it was literally turning, and a lot of it was like tricks of camera and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. like it just looks incredible. It does. It looks pretty good. We've talked shit on this movie for a long time, but if you think about the the forward thinking. And like how you had to literally just think around the restrictions of the time to make it look as incredible. as Like I keep saying this, but like some of the shit you see today looks nowhere near this good. The best thing I can think of is that scene in Inception where they had the giant um, hallway, hallway
1: really and they were literally
0: cool. rotating it.
1: That's a really cool scene. You just don't see that. No, no, you don't. Look, I agree. I think it, for what it like, it's crazy that you could watch like 10 other movies from the 60s yeah. and be like, how is this in the, made in the same era? But you know like, what I mean. I'm could, sure you could find. But you some. can
0: watch ten of the movies now and go. I can't believe this is fifty plus years in the future.
1: Yeah. But I, I I agree. But I also just think it's like if you saw what other movies looked like and the quality of the craftsmanship compared to this one sure. at that time, you would be even more just like kind of jaw dropping, like that they did that. Yeah, in the Same for sure. within a year of a, a movie that looks like absolutely
0: Completely. shit. You know? Like I say, it's like they found one of these monoliths. So that. <laughs> ending of the movie like we say it is deliberately left open Turns for interpretation into a baby who, like looks at does he even look at the camera he looks at earth doesn't he or he
1: looks at earth i don't know what that means it's
0: kind of the my- the mystery that makes people so intrigued by this i think and and i i think the point i made a moment ago about it being maybe even you made it about it being like you know like the circle the snake the snake in its own tail yeah. i think between us somewhere along the way we've both <laughs> kind of come to this conclusion uh, the snake in his own tail i think it's kind for, for me feels a little bit like a point like it's it's yeah. rebirth it's you know technology driving man forward in ways that we're not 100 percent sure about yeah we get into terms of themes a little bit but like i feel like the ending So, the the first thing i thought when i saw the ending is like it's his life starting again like does that infer a bit like the future armor a final future armor episode is like do you go back and watch it again and understand more about it as you go through mm. my understanding of like those scenes or my thinking of my understanding of those scenes, like especially the one with the eight as soon as i saw the things in the movie i was like oh that's that's completely reframed how i think about that
1: i guess you could and i yeah i, I probably won't but yes. <laughs> but like maybe i don't know who knows maybe my dad would be like you need to watch this with me and i'll do it then but like my uh my take would be i don't know what i don't know what the end i didn't understand the ending I, and you're I, not supposed to. I I didn't like no, but I didn't even have like an interpretation that like made the baby thing make sense. Because my my take, and I guess like I don't know. Do you want to get into themes now? Yeah, let's go themes. Yeah. Go hit me. My my take on the theme that the one that spoke to me the most of the ones that I kind of looked up was, and I did not come up with this myself. Sure. Completely, I think it was Screen Rant had like a kind of breakdown was like the monolith is kind of like a representation of God, and this movie is like interesting, basically you know human like humans and man's and really just sentient life's chase for meaning yeah okay and how that changes as we've evolved and really like what call it god call it whatever our chase for understanding god or the creator or our world evolves as we change and progress interesting right you know it starts as fire it starts as a tool to master your surroundings and survive to get you to the next thing which is the stars which is jupiter which is beyond time
0: yeah interesting
1: that's the way that was the coolest i think and most uniform message that i could come that that i read about for so
0: interestingly when cubic was yeah no no i I really like that and and not dissimilar when cubic was interviewed on it he referred to them as being like alien made hmm. so like it's not necessarily god i mean like who knows maybe it's the interpretation of whoever saw it as i think it's more just God's illusion like yeah yeah, yeah. I agree i completely yeah. agree and I, I like the way yeah that's phrased thank you screen rant <laughs> <laughs> but like i think that's not a similar to the way i saw it i immediately thought it was alien not god or you know godlike because of how abstract and completely different and yet physical it was yeah. i feel like when I feel like what in this movie, if old mate Stanley had have tried to include some god ref, god like reference, it would have been ethereal, and, yeah. and less physical. If that yeah. makes sense, I, that's just my feeling. He get, I get from his, you know. No, I
1: agree. I, and to be fair, they said God. I, I, I don't think of it as. I think of it as like
0: meaning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, interesting.
1: Any yeah. any other tones, and, tones, and or themes? Um. Some people seemed like, you know, I don't, I didn't really get this from the rest of the movie to sure. be honest, but some people saw like humankind I guess you could call the how thing kind of heartless, okay. um, but humankind is defined by violence. Like the first scene is the dawn of man. And like when they get sentience or when they touch the monolith, they use it to kill things and battle things. Interesting. And like, so some people said that I didn't see that one as much. Um, that's
0: interesting because, Okay. It was interesting because the technology, so if you look at the technology, look at Hal. he's the one who seems to have the most empathy to him, ironically. Yeah, uh, yeah. All the humans are cold in this, whereas he's the one who's scared, you know, like at the end when he's having his plugs pulled effectively um, and he's saying, I'm scared.
1: Yeah, I know. I agree with that, but I don't know if that's like, like, I I try to connect that to the rest of the movie and I'm like, is that just a statement against humanity? Could be. Maybe it aligns to that. Could Uh, Could
0: it be that we are irrationally scared of the things we create?
1: Yeah.
0: Like if you think about it, like I joked, I joked in my stupid plot summary that like it has literally informed our, I don't know, preconceptions or whether it's our odd, under off feelings about AI. Like you look at now, like people are terrified of AI. They are absolutely petrified of it. For what reason? What gives them the reason to be terrified well, of
1: just, it? Just Elon is.
0: Well, but like <laughs> this, this was the original version of that, right? Like and you see this and you go like you can see how that informed the terminator you can see that how it informed alien you can yeah, see that how, sure. how all the pop culture from then has just been like AI is going to kill us <laughs> you know fair it's completely fair and it's really fascinating man no. sorry you got any others
1: no i think that's that's all i have. i mean there's probably others what do you did you have any ones beyond that
0: i just had you know the bit about the artificial intelligence you were talking about you know it sort of explores the relationship between humans and AI and which is worse, which is better. You kind of touched on that human consciousness, maybe a little bit like, um, it definitely talks about that. It's, it's tough because it's also, it's also vaguely done. You know it's what I mean? Not,
1: no, it's not super prescriptive or specific. I didn't mean, And it's, nothing about this movie really is. None of it is.
0: Nothing is. Yeah. Literally none of it. All right. So what we do now is then we talk a little bit about the three best and three worst for the movie. So what this is, it's three reasons why you might want to watch it, three reasons why you might not want to watch it. DL, do you want to give
1: me your three best and three worst? Yeah, um, I've talked a lot about it, but the house, the whole house sequence and the moon sequence, the first two acts, I think. Are, That's the my two, first two. The two and three. Yeah, terrifying.
0: Um, Such a wild view of technology, especially coming out of the 60s, man. Yeah, like, in,
1: in particular, the house, the house scene where he like turns into kind of this murdering... Yeah, cyclops, and it
0: kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, actually, you know what? Like, I'm lying to you. You see the slow build of it,
1: and even it's kind in, of ominous, but you're kind of just like, we, "What we is?" Yeah, it's so out of left Hal. field.
0: We haven't described how, and that's what makes it so fascinating to me. But yeah. how this AI, who was apparently originally supposed to be like a, a physical thing, mm. he, he's I think it's just, better that he's not. He's just a red spot. You see nothing else. Yeah, it's just like a little red dot. Yeah, on and a camera. The fascinating thing is when I say you see the build of his terrifying nature. What do you see? No, you really hear it. It's almost you feel it.
1: Yeah, you hear it, you feel it. And I think that's the best bit about it. It's movie. like I like it's By be- I, like long it. way. I think it's better that it's like all around the ship, not Absolutely. just one. Yeah.
0: It's completely like it's
1: completely like boxing them in and like omnipresent, omniscient. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. um the 100%. other thing was just like yeah like the art like the yes, i love that word the stylistic and mu- the music mixed with like the big panoramas they could have been cut a bit but overall it was like really beautiful yeah it was a cool movie um that setup so those and then like the third i had was like the corporate build-up like oh yeah th- that element they nailed that i talked about it a bit but like they nailed what it could look like in the future and it's not that far off and it's a little bit more you know government-y and you know clo behind closed doors than yeah. maybe it, it, things are today, but. Maybe not. No, I don't think yeah. it is. I think I think yeah. there's a lot of that going on. I agree completely. I had
0: outside of Hal. I feel like like I know we've ripped this a lot for its up its own assness, but it is true otruism. Like it's it is like a true artistic vision and it un, he he is completely unflinching in it. He just goes
1: 100 150%. He got a, he's got a thing he wants. Exactly.
0: And he's, putting and he's, it out he's there. going for that fucking psychedelic trip and the last one i just had was like you know like it like we've talked about it holding up but like you do see flex of this in almost every sci-fi movie that comes out yeah. now every no, single that's one totally fair. what are your worst
1: the apes okay really that whole sequence like i just i don't know if i would have done it at, like that was the first 20 minutes yeah i don't know what i would made it that long like you can say uh... just as much when we, you were texting
0: me when you first started watching this movie. Bro, I felt, I didn't, you were like, I fell asleep what? like three times really? throughout this.
1: Well, I was, it was a long week. Uh, and it was like, I was getting at it late and it was like long days. Yeah. And you know, it was a long week on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I tried to watch on Sunday. That is the, start, <laughs> the true start of the week. Fair enough. Uh, and I tried Sunday, fell asleep, tried Monday, got 10 more minutes. The third Ten attempt. Minutes. The third attempt. I was like twenty five minutes in, and I finally got through the Apes, and I think that was when I texted you was like this fucking movie, dude. And then like I fell asleep once during that sequence, um, when they were on the airplane or on the shuttle, and then eventually I was like intrigued when we finally got into like the story. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, what what was my what was your point? Did you ask me a question? No, no, you were ranting? saying your your worst. Yeah, my worst was the Apes. Uh, my second was the ending. Like okay. I didn't. Really like the baby thing. Sure. I, didn't really, see, I just don't get it. Eastside Road, yeah. Because like didn't love even it. even my one theme where I was like, that's a strong theme. I just don't know how it connects to the baby <laughs> <laughs> overlooking her. I like just, I just don't get it. Like, like it's just, like time is time is universal. Like you could have done that in a number of ways. that didn't have a giant
0: baby. That just reminded me my her. in my Mandalorian video, I make a joke about like. So the whole point of the third season is he's got it. This is a total side yeah. quest. Side quest. The whole, the whole point of the third season is he's got to go to the mines, mines of Mario. That's not it. The mines of Mandalore and bathe in the waters
1: to to purge himself. Yeah, yeah. And I made a I'm joke. Glad they did that. Yeah. I made
0: a joke that the reason he had to do it was because he exposed himself to a child. And I feel like when you <laughs> say those words,
1: <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? Go on. The big baby in fucking Rick and Morty. Yeah, absolutely. You could, <laughs> so much <laughs> that of the is this. That had to be yeah. them making fun of that, right? So much of a recommendation. I, I didn't this. realize that but until yeah. now.
0: Yeah. Uh my do you have another worst?
1: Uh no, length, I
0: guess. That's mine, right? Yeah. Just the length like this is what I was saying before. I think there is a cut of this out there where they just like every scene just goes on 20, 25, 30% too long. Yeah, that's fair. They just cut that 25% and this brings the movie down to like what an hour fifty maybe, mm. and I bet it's fucking glorious. Yeah, I bet it's so good and so interesting, and even with the weird baby, it's probably pretty good. You could even cut that whole end bit where he goes into the the afterlife or whatever you call it. That just just get rid of it, like
1: it's fine. Uh. Like it's just as weird, and it's all. It, but then it's kind of the interstellar ending. I don't need you to cut the afterlife part. That part was like super psychedelic. That yeah, was absolutely. so Stanley Cooper. Like I was down with that. If it like. Ended in a way that had like some. It was that part was super annihilation. Mm. It, was, it was just like didn't make sense. Whatever. I'm in tr- very I w- nihilistic, but I was super mm. intrigued to watch it. Okay. Whereas when it got to the baby, I was like, huh. <laughs> <It's> like,
0: <laughs> what? It's
1: like, huh? Right, very quickly then. Yeah. So
0: the, my second one was that there at the beginning of this movie, yeah. Before the credits, there's just three minutes of silence. And we turned it off three times because we thought there was a problem with our, with what was happening. So
1: I was so like, it's like I never use SBS. What's wrong with SBS? What
0: is wrong with this? Uh, yeah. my last one was There's some
1: good movies on SBS.
0: Yeah, there are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my last one was that even though this is like, it's kind of like a timeless classic to me. Like, I feel like it's got that vibe to it. Like, yeah. like we say, it's, it's directly influenced every single sci-fi movie. It's kind of aged in a weird way because of the length, because of how much faith was put in him. Like now. I can think of maybe two maybe three directors who'd be allowed to do this at most.
1: Well, I just think this is different completely. Yeah, you know, it's been a, completely. it's been 50 plus ye- almost 50 years, almost 50 years. More than 50 years. Uh nearly, yeah. And to me, all those directors that would get the chance to do something like this would have the benefit of those 60 years to be, make even their version of this more refined. You know what I mean? Like yeah, okay. so it's like but Dennis Villeneuve does like The Enemy, he does The Arrival, he does like the enemy is his version of like a really out there weird movie that and then The Arrival is like a really good blockbuster sci-fi movie that's also out there like he I just think that they're they have they benefit from him doing this. So sure. it's like hard yeah. to compare. Yeah, yeah. But your but your point remains the same. Probably not that many. And he is probably one of them. Dennis Villanova. I'd say
0: Villeneuve. I'd say Tarantino. Maybe Nolan. I mean, even now, Tarantino
1: can do whatever he wants. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not.
0: I don't mean they would do Do this. Yeah, I just mean they can do it. Like, I don't think Spielberg can even do what he wants nowadays. Like after the last few movies, he's a little bit like he's on his. He's just not
1: that kind of guy, though. He's not. All right, I would. I would argue. There's one more. uh, The guy that does the uh, Cabinet of Curiosities, which I really want to watch. I still haven't seen. Um, Curious. It's the guy. John Peele. Art of Water or Oh Del Toro. Yeah interesting i think he kind of gets to do what he wants
0: yeah he's just got a i think he's got a very specific style and people hire him to do very specific things i don't know if it's that he's just doing what he wants anyway look you think
1: they're dictated though i think he just does what he finds. i think he's got a good he's
0: got a good idea of what he wants to do final question then dl Mm -hmm. before we move on and what we do is we don't have a rating system here at podcast assemble we don't have you know nine out of tens we don't have five space babies out of six space babies what we do is (laughs) We ask a very simple question, which is, is this better or worse than the most average movie that we can think of, which is Aquaman 2018? DL, please explain
1: why this is better than Aquaman 2018. <laughs> in 2023. Yeah. This is worse. Whoa. Oh shit. <laughs> 2017 or whatever the fuck it is. I am
0: baffled by that spicy, the spicy. It is, if,
1: if viewed in the if you view it in, the lens of today. If you view it in the lens of when it was made, it's obviously better. Wow. Like, how about this? This is the most shattering Aquaman 2018 has been, was made, is a worse superhero movie than the second Superman with the old mate back in the seventies. Uh, Chris Reeves. Chris Reeves. For the quality of the movie that it is for when it was made. Sure. Do you understand? It's like the opposite of what I'm saying now.
0: Okay. It's a
1: worse Superman movie. Compared to like, if you take that movie and put it next to it, you probably still pick Aquaman. You, but right, for right its now, time, that one is way better.
0: Right now, you would yeah. rather watch Aquaman than
1: two thousand and one Space Odyssey. Right now, it's close. <laughs> wow. Probably, I'd probably rewatch. You know, you're right. When you put it like that, I'd probably rewatch because there's probably more rewatch value. In in, I think you get it's, like, like I say, it's another one. I think you get so much more. So you would definitely more get way more. more. Yeah. Okay. And it was fun to say anyway. I, <laughs> was I fucking, fun
0: to say. You broke my brain from it. I was like, what is going on? I would also say it's better. I think if you look at it and all it has done for cinema since 1968, like, God, it's so
1: much yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So and much better. Think about what Aukman did though. All the things not to do. Interesting. Yeah, fair. Octopus is playing drums. <laughs> That's the one thing you remember about that Cause movie. Cause it's like
0: freaking Little Mermaid, bro. It's true. Do you remember any of the cool action scenes that I can't remember any of? No. Okay. All right. So very quickly then, yeah. what we do now is we do a little bit of True or False Trivia. Is True or False Trivia,
1: deal? Yeah, I knew you'd make some. I was going to make some, but I knew you would. So I, I put didn't.
0: a spin on it this week. Okay. So this True or False Trivia is, is this 2001 A Space Odyssey Trivia or is this Interstellar Trivia? Okay. All right. So according to one of the producers on the, on the film this film so either 2001 or interstellar yeah the total footage shot was somewhere near 200 times the final length of the movie is that interstellar trivia show or false or is that
1: 2001 a space odyssey trivia show or false it's true it's true either way but which one is it i think it's it's hard but it does feel like this is a little bit more up its own ass so i'm going to say this Two, 2000, 2001, space yeah. <laughs> It is 2001 yeah. Space Odyssey. <laughs> like, oh, no, I just think You're he right. thought he had
0: more to say. You know? I think he would have just yeah. gone on forever if he yeah, could. Yeah. Imagine the length of the shots of bloody spaceships we could have got in this. Yeah. All right, okay. So, is this Trivia Interstellar or Trivia 2001 A Space Odyssey? The method of space travel used in the movie was actually based off real physicists' work. Is that Interstellar Trivia or is that 2001 that's Space That's Interstellar Trivia. You're right. It is Interstellar yeah. Trivia. It was Dr. Kip Thorne. And the method of space travel is actually from Carl Sagan's novel Contact. So, 2001 or Interstellar Trivia, true or false, the director worked for several months with effects technicians to come up with a convincing enough no-gravity effect. True of this false? True. For 2001. You think it's two thousand and one? It yeah. is two thousand and one. And they did it for the floating pen scene. Do you remember what the very first scene when they're going to they're going to the moon and it's old mate Haywood and he's yeah. just asleep? So there's a floating pen, the the yeah. uh the space um, commercial airline. Commercial airline lady comes and mm. puts it in his pocket. So apparently that's just a pen on like a piece of glass and they're just moving the glass in front of the camera. I <laughs> all think that's
1: great. Or they just do like a string. <laughs> that been just well, a...
0: you could see the string and they didn't have yeah. the CGI to take it out at that point. Mm. So they find that fascinating. Is this 2001 or Interstellar? So the director actually took out an insurance policy on the film to protect himself against losses in the event that extraterrestrial intelligence was actually discovered before the movie was released. Is this... 2001 space odyssey or is this interstellar 2001 christopher nolan's not doing that surely well if you think about it (laughs) this was released uh with the sort of preface that it was a 60s space race happening at the time Uh, so stanley kubrick was uh, terrified that they were actually going to find some sort of alien species out there terrified or
1: excited i'd be excited
0: well he thought his money would lose more money than he (laughs) did right very final one then uh interstellar or 2001 space odyssey the hypersleep chambers place the astronauts' bodies in a cold liquid. Mm-hmm. Is this interstellar or is it 2001? It's 2001. It's not. It's actually interstellar. But yes, what? I got him to get one wrong.
1: They're not actually
0: in a liquid in 2001. They lower
1: them temperature, body temperature. Yeah, but
0: they're not in a liquid. So in, but in how do interstellar, you know? doubt? They you can see them. <laughs> you just see their Plus, face. this is straight from IMDb, so it's right. It must be right. <laughs> so the astronauts uh, in it were in a cold liquid. You can tell that when they wake up. Uh, because they actually put like a thermal blanket around them and it's probably likely due to the effects of hypothermia that you'd get from that. Mm. Ultimately, I enjoyed this movie but would have liked it to have been significantly shorter. As we've as we've
1: said, I, I feel the same.
0: Maybe we could have watched it on like 1.5 speed.
1: That would have been like... <laughs> it's too not much, much dialogue, so... <laughs> You would you probably, probably would have, have. Yeah, be like, how would be like? like That'd be the only part.
0: You really broke my brain with that. I thought you were gonna love this film, like love, I love. I didn't this like film. hate it. I just, you know, I appreciate it for the fifty-year-old film it is. Abs, absolutely <laughs> fair know? enough. Absolutely fair
1: enough. Yeah, we've only got one little bit of uh, correspondence this week. Do you want some correspondence? Let's hear it. Do you have any correspondence this week? I don't have any correspondence this week now. All right. I don't think. I don't think many people tuned in to C sixty five. Much like the box Office.
0: We were the only three people in the cinema. <laughs> I think yeah. so. Friend of the show Matt wrote in this week. Thank you, friend of the show, Matt. We love it when you hit us up. You can hit us up at Podcast the Gmail or the Podcast at or find find us on our website, www.podcastsemble.com where all the contact stuff is all there. You can just hit us up directly. Do it. Don't 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 worry about it. Hit us up directly. Friend of the show, Matt, he said, Thank you guys for all the great content. He is just getting around to listening to our Thor, Love and Thunder episode. Mm, he's late. Interesting episode. Yeah. you behind, but it's all right, Matt. We appreciate you coming back to us. I
1: can't believe you watched it after
0: Well, all the reviews. I think a lot of, because I think we do movies pretty much when they come out. So I think a lot of people skip episodes and come back to them. Do yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Which is fair enough. He said, Did you hear the theory that because Thor was the only of the gods to bleed red blood, was the reason why Gore let him go? So the other gods in the movie, Gorr killed, had gold blood apparently, showing how greedy they were whereas when Thor proved that he was a regular dude, Gorr let him go.
1: Is that like based in the text at all, like in comics or are people just
0: Look, this is based on that bad movie that we watched and I really appreciate that Matt put a lot of effort into this fan theory, (laughs) No,
1: I'm just curious if it was based in the comics No, I honestly don't know. Or if it's just like
0: Olympian blood is gold, you know. I've got that comic in there and and I'm
1: going to read it at some point. Okay It's just really big. I think it good point i i would love to believe that they put that much thought into it <laughs> i just don't think they did i think taiko was high while he made that film honestly yeah. like he was maybe someone did though maybe an art director yeah, like, maybe snuck so- that in
0: maybe someone was like how can yeah. we give this a little bit help of it out give it a how little push
1: a little bit a little bit of meaning okay other than getting chris Hemsworth naked we can put in <laughs> <laughs> the gold blood
0: and a con the Fruit* reference which yeah. is a very australian reference guys thank you for sticking with it DL do you want to wrap up
1: I, I really do appreciate it man and if you guys do as well then just pass on the pod give us a 5 star review yeah view. we
0: love it when you pass on the pod tell your friends about
1: yeah, it thank you if you do and when you do maybe Thanks. don't tell them to listen to this episode because it was fucking rambling <laughs> they can if they've seen the movie if you uh, haven't seen the movie then skip this one I don't know like, uh,
0: I, imagine listening to this without the context yeah the I think that'd be, you'd, be, you'd have to really
1: want to neck yourself <laughs> Apologies. Thanks to friend of the show, Mr. Matthew Bliss of Blissery.fm for editing this episode. He's got his work cut out this time. Lydia, I dropped a couple whiskey bottles. If you are a budding podcaster and are thinking of hiring a podcast engineer to edit your podcast, let him know by email at info at blissery.fm or visit blissery.fm for more information about Madness Podcast Services. You can also He's listen- the best. He is the best. The best i don't know what that was <laughs> that was my mario that's why i didn't get the I think job we've lost the plot uh you can also i've just had three whiskeys that's all you can also listen to the vi- video game news podcast the dead drop again 10 minute episodes twice a week where he will be dead dropping information about re4 i'm sure matt it's got to be coming you've got to do it you've been waiting uh, for that. i really want yeah i need to hear your take all i'm <laughs> hearing is my own uh thank you tommy for your time thank you everybody Thank you, DL. And until next time, Ta-di-ho. Laders Gators.